0: Hello everyone. You're listening to the lock trading performance podcast with master trading performance coach, John Locke, where it's all about real traders, real problems and real coaching today. I'd like to share a interview I had, but before I do, I'd like to say a warm thank you to Sylvia, her crew and her listeners. I had a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it immensely. Now, without further ado, I'd also like to share it with you. So here is the interview. Enjoy.
1: For traders who've also been in the game for quite some time, does intuition play any role to a trader's emotional intelligence to be able to determine the market feel? And should one rely on intuition while trading?
0: Well, see, that's that's a good question. And it goes back to how skilled you are. Realize that your conscious mind, which is, when you think about your conscious mind, whatever you're aware of is within your conscious mind. So when I look at a trading plan, when I, when I have my trading rules, right, I'm conscious of all those rules. When I look at the market and I'm trying to determine a support level, and I'm trying to determine that level consciously. When I'm trying to determine my patterns consciously, that is one thing that you have. That's what we're that's what we're dealing with when we're looking at maybe maybe our trading rules. When we're looking at an indicator, we're, we're looking at all that stuff consciously. The challenge with that is that when you look at the conscious, you know, we can process maybe two bits of information per second with our two to four bits of information per second with our conscious mind. With our unconscious mind, we can process billions of bits of information per second. In other words, when you think about what your conscious mind does, your conscious mind can only focus on one thing at a time. I know maybe I us try to multitask and we think we're multitasking, but reality is you know, we're doing one thing, we're switching to another task, we're switching back and forth, right? We think we're multitasking, but that's not the way the conscious works. Your conscious can literally focus on one thing at a time. And when you're trading consciously that way, when you look at the market consciously, you can only focus on a very limited amount of information. Your unconscious mind, on the other hand, think about what it does. It controls all your habits, all your feelings, all your emotions, your blood pressure, your, you know, your body temperature, it's aware of everything. In other words, you know, one of the things we talk about in NLP, by the time you're consciously aware of, of anything, your unconscious has already noticed it, processed it, created an emotion and put a meaning on it. So we are not aware of that process if I asked you to explain to me how you could get up out of a chair and walk across a room, you know, the, the body movements, the brain signals, the, you know, all the things that have to happen in order, in order for you to be able to do that, you would have no idea. You just know you get up and you do it, but your unconscious controls all of that stuff. It knows exactly what to do. It knows all the electrical signals, where they have to go. it knows, it knows, how to do it otherwise you wouldn't be able to do it but you're not consciously aware of it so your unconscious is hiding from you 99.9 percent of everything that it knows and it has to do that because if you were consciously aware of all of this stuff you'd go crazy you wouldn't be able to function as a human being right so when we have intuition what is intuition intuition is our unconscious noticing stuff right? And giving us a feeling. Because one of the things about the unconscious mind is it doesn't speak in words. Your unconscious mind speaks in feelings and pictures. So when you look at something and you get a feeling, and you don't know why necessarily you got that feeling, it's because that's an intuition. It's your unconscious mind that has taken in information, processed it, and thrown up a feeling to give your conscious mind a message of, what it thinks should be done about it. This is a fantastic process. So if you're not using your intuition, you're cutting out all the stuff that your unconscious is doing. So one of the things about your unconscious, right, is it pays attention to everything. As a matter of fact, your unconscious mind knows everything that's ever happened to you, everything you've ever experienced your entire life. And it knows it. As if it just happened, because one of the thing about things about the unconscious mind is that it's not a, it has no time. So if something happened to you when you were two years old, right, something you may not even consciously remember, right? Because most of us, if we we take a look at our childhood, we don't remember really anything until we we're at least five five to seven years old. If we do, it was if we do remember anything before that point, it was because it was told to you as a somebody told you about it. So anything we actually remember consciously is going to be after the age of five to seven. But your unconscious mind is extremely aware of what happened. It knows exactly what happened. As a matter of fact, it knows so well that it's like it just happened. So when you look at your charts and so forth, as far as relates to trading, you know, if you're consciously looking at something, you're looking at it from that very narrowed conscious view, right? Well, while you're unconscious, it remembers every time you've looked at a chart, it remembers every pattern you've ever seen, it remembers every action you took off of that pattern and every result you've ever gotten off of that pattern. It knows all this information. And my point being, when you're dealing with your intuition, you have a lot more information to deal with than, or a lot more information available to you to make a decision off of than when you're doing it by looking at it consciously alone and disregarding your intuition. So your intuition is can be a very powerful tool. It can also be a very powerful enemy because, again, you're, if you if you don't have the adequate experience, if you're not looking at the market the right way, it's growing up a feeling and you're not interpreting that feeling properly, or you just don't have, you may not have the experience to do it. So when traders trade off of intuition, it's called trading in the zone. So I don't know if you guys know what the zone is, but it's when you, like if we talk, we're talk, we talking about a, a basketball player, when, when a basketball player is in the zone, it's because he's operating essentially unconsciously. His conscious mind chooses the goal. I know I'm you know I'm going to get this basket but everything else is unconscious he doesn't think about how it works it just comes up everything is he's working off of essentially intuitions what he's working off of and he can do that if a basketball player can go into the zone and perform well he's doing that because he's played basketball for many years he's had mm-hmm. lots of experience with playing against other people in other words he's had he has this huge information database in the background that he's probably not conscious of but you know he's trained his body to make all these movements and do all these things at the right time right so he's observing you know not only what's going on here he knows where all the players are on the field right and he knows where the basket is and he knows his positioning and he knows all of this stuff and he's aware of this stuff unconsciously he's not aware of this consciously because your conscious can't focus on all that stuff and by doing that he can play basketball much much better because he's essentially using his information as drive but if i went in and i tried to be, play basketball i couldn't do that even with what i know with psychology even though i know i could hypnotize myself into into doing this type of stuff the reality is is i simply don't have the skills and experience available to me to be able to be in the zone playing basketball and do it effectively. Most traders, especially when they're newer, they don't have the information or the the database background in order to trade in the zone. They need to build those skills. So when you were talking about intuition, if you're a newer trader, you don't want to use intuition. You want to follow your trade plan. And if you get to the point where you can right so this is kind of a process you get to the point where you take a plan out of trade you follow that plan right in other words you do what you say you're going to do you have integrity with yourself whether that plan wins or loses is irrelevant the more important part of trading again trading is about behavior the more important part of trading is that you have integrity with yourself you trust yourself right people talk about self-confidence self-confidence is people have self confidence when they trust themselves they don't have self co- they don't have confidence that of an outcome necessarily it's when they trust themselves and when you trust yourself trust that you can handle whatever is going on not that you can win with whatever's going on but you can handle with whatever's going on the result of whatever happens so an example of this is if i take a board and i put it 12 inches high all right, say a, a, a board that's four, uh, I know you guys do in meters, but, you know, about, about as wide as my body. Let's say I take a board as wide as my body, right? And I put it across two bricks and a third of a meter high, right? So, you know, can I walk across that board? And the answer is, well, I can try to walk across the board. And the reason I, I can try to walk across the board and I'd be confident is because I know that if I try to walk across the board and I fall, then it's, it's only a very short distance, and it's not a problem, right? So I have no problem going in and confidently walking across the board. If I take that board and I put it across to the top of two buildings, the very same board, right, I, I'm not going to walk across it. Even though I know I could get across the board, even if I've practiced it a bunch of times at you know, a very short distance from the ground, I'm not going to walk across it because if I fall off of it, I'm going to die. Okay, so I have no confidence, you know, even though I have, you know, a level of confidence I get across the board, I don't have any self-confidence to do that. And it's the same thing with trading. You know, if if you think that a loss means, right, so this goes back to applying the meanings we put on a loss. If you think that a loss is this horrific, terrible thing, and it means that you're no good and you're never going to make it as a trader and all this other stuff, then you're never going to have confidence. Confidence comes from, again, you know, knowing that you're going to go into the market, you're going to do it with an appropriate amount of risk, and you're going to get out of the market and limit your risk when you need to. If you do that, if you accept losses as normal, right, they don't, in other words, they don't mean it's this big disastrous thing. If you accept it as normal and you're trading with a responsible amount – a loss isn't going to hurt you if you know, and you trust yourself to get out of the market when you're when you need to get out of the market. Then there's there's really no reason not to be confident trading. It's when it's when it's when we you know we're oversized trading and we and we and we think that that you know when this happens we're going to beat ourselves up or it's a big disaster that's going to happen and all this other stuff. And of course you're not confident, nor should you be confident necessarily right? You know, one of the big challenges traders have is they put confidence on their recent results and their recent results, as we were talking about, are based primarily off of luck. When you trade that way, you escalate your size with wins and you drop your size with with losses and it creates this cycle where you just can't make any money. If you're self-confident, in other words, hey, I can lose 12 times in a row. I'm dealing with an amount of risk I can deal with. I'm learning to trade. And losses happen naturally. The loss is a reflection of my planning. It's not a reflection of me personally. So that's the other thing is is dissociating from that, right? So some people say, you know, I lose, therefore I'm a failure. And, you know, when you're making that connection, either consciously or unconsciously, then, yeah, you're going to have a lot of anxiety revolving around trading. But when you look at trading, which, you know, do you want to be a trader? Here, let me tell you how to, you know, let me let me tell you how to be a fantastic trader no matter what you do. Take a plan, any plan, follow it, evaluate that evaluate the way you traded, Make improvements in your process. Go out there, follow it, and do the same thing, right? So in other words, you make a plan, you follow the plan. It may be a good plan, it may be a bad plan, it doesn't matter. If you're making plans in their appropriate plans as far as risk goes and you're following the plan and you reward yourself for following the plan regardless of the result, then that's wonderful, right? So I made this plan, I follow the plan and I lost. The meaning of that, well, it means my plan needs improvement. It has nothing to do with me, right? There's nothing to feel bad about, there's nothing to feel stressed about. So I make the plan, I follow the plan, I get a result. I evaluate the plan. If if I'm doing what I said I'm going to do, that builds trust with myself, just like I would build trust with anybody else. If I'm doing what I said I was going to do, whether I won or lost, and I acknowledge that I did what I said I was going to do, that builds trust with myself. If I have trust with myself, I have self-confidence. I have confidence in myself. I trust I do what I'm going to say I'm going to do. I trust that I'm not going to put myself at too much risk. So now I have that. Now I evaluate, I evaluate my plan. Oh, this is when my plan went wrong. Let's make an adaptation to the plan. Let's make the plan better. Right. I go in, I follow the plan. Regardless of the results of the plan, right? Again, I'm building it's more important to build confidence and build trust with myself than it is anything else. That's going to be the most important thing you have because that's where your confidence level comes from. You're not going to be able to do anything if you don't have any kind of confidence level. So I, I do that continuously. But if I do, but if I do that, if I'm all, if I'm always making a plan, I'm following the plan, and I'm improving the plan, regardless of where I start, within a very short period of time, I'm going to be very successful at trading because my plan is going to get better, and I have the right attitude. You know, a lot of people they think that well, you know, I'm going to be scared and and feel terrible, and then I'm going to feel better when I make all this money. And that is exactly the wrong thing to do. The reality is, like I said, in order to actually do the actions and do the processes you need to do to be successful as as a trader, you actually have to feel that way before you actually get that result, right? So, uh, and this is is the process that you use it. I know I'm rambling on, but that's... (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's truly process-driven. And then maybe, um, I don't know if we'll have time for you to share your screen and maybe show us a practical example of your most recent trades when you're trading options. uh, Oh, okay. you said, uh, income trading. But before that, maybe you can tell people and traders what they should expect if they sign up to your performance coaching program and how the process of becoming a member, what that is like for for those who will be listening into to this podcast in the future?
0: Okay, yeah. So with us here, I mean, there's a couple of things that you can do, right? So we have, we have our memberships. So I have a, a, something called a trading performance membership that you can come in, and it's a meeting that we have once a month, and we, do, we can do coaching on the session, and we can do, you know, like a group coaching thing. Uh, or and I, and I do presentations so that would be with trading performance that would be somebody who's not into our type of trading which is going to be complex options trading if you're if complex options trading is something you're interested in then we have a couple of membership levels that depending on your experience level that you come in and you know we show you different types of trading strategies and we show you how these strategies work and then a third alternative would be one-on-one coaching where uh, where we, you know, we work with you one on one, even myself and one of my mentors, will work on, with you one on one on your trading psychology. And this is up, so let me share this with you here. Okay. So this is a software called OptionNet Explorer, and what this does is it analyzes our position. So. Uh, one of the things what we do with our type of trading is we trade the indexes. So I like to trade the SPX index and the Russell 2000 and we trade options on the index. So options are long and complicated to explain what options are from the beginning. But if you haven't understand what options are, they have different strike prices. They have what we call call and put options. And what we do is we organize those options in a way that gives us a certain risk profile. So This here is an example of a recent trade that we're actually is active right now. So uh, what we have is we have different strikes. So the asset price is up here. The asset price is 2322. The date we're looking at here is November 23rd, right, 2021. And we're going to come in and I'm going to create, and this is, a more advanced way of doing things, but I'm going to create a tr- what we call a trading plan. Uh, and when I do that, I take a look and I look at the marketplace and I say, "Well, what's the market most likely and least likely to do during this time period?" Right. So, where a directional trader might come in, he might be looking for an entry opportunity. We look at we we look at things differently. We look at the market and we say, "What's what's the, what's the best type of positioning we can put on to take advantage of this market?" So, um, you know, here we're looking at from a charting standpoint, we're looking at a situation, the market's coming into a major support level. We don't really know which direction it's going to go. We know if we get a breakdown, it's probably going to be a big move. We know if the market takes off in the other way, it's probably going to be a big move. This year, I'm what I'm doing is I'm selling options at the 2370 level. I'm buying options at the 2410 level and at the 2310 level, and I'm buying what we call a put option to the downside at 2250. And... The, and that's going to produce a certain risk profile. So this is my risk profile. This here is the uh the dark blue line with a sharp edge line is going to be what we call the our expiration line. That's the value of the position at any given price point in expiration. And then we have this thinner line that turns you know from green to blue here. And this is going to be what we call our, X, our, our T plus zero line, or the value at any given price point as of today. You can see if the asset makes a move, we don't really gain or lose any money here, because we're trying to make money over a period of time. So this is kind of set up like a chess game, you know. And instead, when you when most people do trades, they're looking for a directional move, and they're going to come in and you know they're going to have a certain entry point, and, they, and it either works out or it doesn't. This is more like a game of chess. I'm thinking two or three moves in advance. I'm looking at—I'm not looking at necessarily which direction the market's going, but but what's most likely to happen in the marketplace over the next, uh, in this case, sixty days, because I'm fifty-nine days to expiration with this um, with this trade, right? And then there's also this thing called implied volatility. So um, where a directional trader usually primarily deals with just direction, we also deal with something called implied volatility, which is what determines the time premium that we're selling in the options. So here would be something that we have. And you know we have our asset price along the bottom, we have profit and loss on the up and down. All right, so you can just kind of watch this as time goes by, right? Again, this is this is custom designed for this particular market situation. Right, so I end up what ends up happening is I get a break at this support level. And when I get a break of the support level, you know we get a usually get a large market movement, and we also get what we call an implied volatility rise. So this is also an implied volatility play. So um, when we come up, we get this market move. Now I didn't know which direction the market was going to go. If the market went up, I would have been fine. If the market sat, I would have been fine. Um, we end up getting a big down move, and we end up getting this implied volatility uh, increase, and we end up being up. Say uh, you know a thousand, uh, almost two thousand dollars here, right? So you can see I have about twenty thousand in the trade in this particular case, right? So we have this gain. Now I can't, right? So if I know my, if I know the, the, how this position reacts, I know that this is not a good place to stay. What's happening here is this is my T plus zero line. This is what my value of my position will be at expiration. if I get an implied volatility drop, if time goes by and I sit here, this T plus zero line is going to drop out on me, right? So it's going to fall. So I don't want that to happen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reposition myself. So I'm going to sell that position out and I go into this position here. So now I'm bullish bias, right? I'm bullish bias, but now I only have $5,000 in the position and i can wait this out now because this t plus zero line by changing positioning like this this t plus zero line becomes stable and now i can wait out to see if the market's going to bounce if the market's going to come down or what it's going to do because what ended up happening here is we went back and now we're closer to uh this is where we were when we entered we were at uh we were near previous highs right so we we're up in this range here when we entered i expected like as if I was a directional trader, the market retraced back down to our support level, which happen to be at I don't know what about twenty three thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would expect, you know, a lot of people people are going to take a directional bet off of that. That is probably going to go higher because we're in an uptrending market. Um, instead, it broke down, which is okay, right? Because when I took my plan out, you know, when we're at a support level. As an income trader, we look at support levels differently. We look at support levels as an area that we're going to get a large move off of, not, and we don't look at it from a directional perspective, right? So I don't know which way the market's going. I just I just make it so either direction we do okay. So we get the breakdown of the marketplace here, and we look like this, and now I'm waiting for my next level, which is down in here, to resolve itself because – Um, This is going to be my next support level down. I don't know exactly where it is. Uh, I wasn't prepared to to show you, but it was down here somewhere where I I had it mapped out right right around this level. So I'm expecting the market maybe to test this level and then either make another choice up or down. So here, so I I, I moved again, right? So, um, right, the market stalled. So I'm not in the best place for the market if the market stalls. I'm in a good place to get a bounce at this point. Well, if the market stalled the following day, I just repositioned again. I, I I took that off, and I moved into this positioning here. So this allows me to be to play this range that I'm in here. Right. So then right. the market goes down, and you know I'll just quickly go through this. Right. So now we're down at the next support level. We're going to let this play out. we get the bounce and as of yesterday which is here this is what the position looked like as of yesterday right so we're up 37.22 we were wrong on market direction essentially and you know that's one of the great things about this type of trading—you can you can make money. But you know if this is a, a game that we played out. Now we have non-subjective rule strategies where we go in and we don't look at the market at all. In other words, it's a, it's a it's a fixed static trade plan that we apply to all market conditions, which is the way the beginner traders trade. And it's the way we learn to trade like this: is we start by doing these rule-based trades that have no subjectivity at all. And then once we understand those trades we come in and then we then we start applying them subjectively to the marketplace so that's what we do
1: all right thank you so much at least we've gotten a glimpse of what options trading entails from mm-hmm. a practical perspective and we are honored to have spoken to you again maybe as we conclude cuz uh, i think time is almost running out Uh, You can tell us how people can get in touch with you, John. And we'd love, of course, to have you again in the future. We thank you so much for always uh, being open to share your trading insights with us. And we will upload this on our YouTube channel and guys can be able to see the recording from next week.
0: That sounds awesome. My company is lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E, inyoursuccess.com. You can see it right up in here. And this is our homepage. And we have you know the types of trading courses we have. And our memberships are available here. You can take a look at those. Uh, also, for free, if you want to get an idea of what our trading performance stuff is like, we have tradingperformancepodcast.com that has... I have many episodes on trading performance and uh, lots of great stuff there. So you can come in here, including your podcast. Sometimes we have one here, Sylvia, too. And we also have, if you like our style of trading, we also have The Winning Trade. Winningtrade.com, which is uh, right here, which shows a lot of different examples of the type of trading in detail that we just kind of went over but these here are, are primarily going to be the, the very rule-based strategies that do not take uh, market movement into consideration or anything like that and that's how you can get a hold of us
1: all right thank you so much john thank you also to sherry for always being there to assist with the webinars and podcasts and then we'll speak to you guys hopefully in the new year we wish you guys a merry christmas uh, and good times with your family until we speak again. So thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. Merry Christmas and, and have a great new year. We'll, I look forward to talking to you next year.
1: All right. Cheers. Bye.
0: Cheers. Bye-bye. And that is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see in the next Trading Performance Podcast, please list that in the comments and I'll personally answer your questions and comments for you. Also, I'd love to encourage you to come on over to your success.com. That's L O C K E in your success.com and check out our Trading Performance and Pro memberships, where you can find the tools you need to become a much more effective trader, regardless of the type of trading you do. Thank you for joining me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance podcast.